This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to our part two sit down with Mr. Constantine Maroulis. And if you haven't heard part one, check it out. We talk about Idol, of course. You know, does anyone else listen to part one and think it's shocking? Constantine claims that he has more votes the week that he went home than people who stayed. Like, say what? I don't know. I think that is just so shocking to claim that you had more votes than people who stayed. And yet he went home. I mean, shouldn't you stay if you had more votes? I don't know. You have to listen to this. We talk about Carrie Underwood, Kelly Clarkson, his friendship with Ariana Grande. And of course, we get into what happened the last time he was here. Constantine was here last year, right after they mentioned on Roni that he had, quote unquote, been with Luann, Ramona and Tinsley. We get into what that actually means, the fallout from that. Who did he hear from? Who's happy with him after those claims? And it really did go all around the world the last time he was here on Behind the Velvet Rope. So listen to part one first. We're about to have a Roni extravaganza and get into all of this. This this conversation is about to continue. Who was upset with him? What is the current state of his relationships with Luann, Ramona, and Tinsley? Does he know Leah? Does he know Ebony? Oh yeah, we're going to talk about that. He also has a new radio show we're going to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. You can listen to this part two without listening to part one just going to make more sense if you listen to part one and now our continuation of our sit down with mr constantine maroulis now before we get into your new radio show we're going to take a few minutes because you did make a reference to the fact that the last time you were here we had a chat and it went viral (laughs) and you then minutes later 20 30 minutes later you make a reference to the fact that you love cougars so Let's just take a minute, put Paula Abdul aside for a minute. Yes, the last time you were here, we did have a little chat because it was the last season of Real Housewives of New York and your your name came up and it seemed that you were with, quote unquote, Luann, Ramona and Tinsley. And then we talked about that and that went all over the world in a lot of ways. So really did. That was crazy. It was 
a moment. Yes. Yes. You didn't expect that, Constantine. You thought you were just, listen, when people step behind the velvet rope, this is, this is no joke over here. People might think I'm just talking to myself, but. No, I knew it wasn't, but that was. That I know was what I'm doing. Everyone just give me a minute. I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> okay. That's really funny. Um, and yeah, that, that was, um, th- those were some interesting conversations I had to have, um, uh, with, with the girls uh, here and there, thereafter. Um, well, yeah. Two, I was let's just th- say two of three of them took it fine. You know, they were like, whatever, yeah, I mean, you know, it's cool. And then one was maybe not as pleased about it. I think what ends up happening is, even though it probably could have played really well into the coming season, they still don't want to make it about that. They don't want to make it about sharing men. And that's been seasons past, but that's sort of part of the successful formula of the show. I think audiences love that there have been some, some, uh, you know, some, some crisscrossing happening. And, you know, I had spoken to Luann, who's a dear friend and, you know, I've performed with her many a times about kind of being her, maybe her wingman coming up on the season and, you know, maybe, you know, whatever, there'd be sort of some moments where our history would come up and stuff, but, you know, maybe she would even help me meet someone or something like that. And we sat down we had like a proper dinner about it. And then all of this news came out and she'd asked me, she was like, so the Ramona stuff. And I was like, what? And, and I was like, look, I, met her before I met you and that was a while ago and we're close and yeah you know we had some fun and it's all good so she knew that but then she ultimately wasn't cool with that you know she didn't really want to have done that she had said um I mean we were basically like scheduling days to film and I had many opportunities to be in that world over the years and I, I, I shied against it. I mean, even Bethany will tell you, she used to invite me to events um, that were going to be filmed that I passed on many a times. And I finally went to one uh, with my daughter's mom when we were trying to work it out again, um, some Valentine's event that she had done. And I realized the cameras were there and I had to sign a waiver and the producers kept trying to push me into like the scenes and, and I just wasn't with that. And I think there was like one moment they got where Ramona came and sat on my lap and they even used it on the show, but then there was no follow-up because I literally left. I left. So, and that was years ago. So I, you know, I've had opportunities to kind of use this as a platform or anything like that. And honestly, my, connections with the girls was always very earnest and very genuine I told you Tinsley and I were in a proper relationship despite what like Perez Hilton and all of them who Mario is a good friend of mine now but um back then he just kept saying how fake it was and it wasn't fake it was not fake um I spoke to Tinsley quite recently and she's going to be in New York and I'm hoping to meet up with her and check in with her because it's it's been a while and I, I feel like she's been through a lot and we were always close and we've kept tabs on each other over the years and her mom has always been a, you know, big supporter. I know her sister. Well, who I haven't spoken to in a while, but I'm, I'm hoping to connect with Tinsley. Uh, Ramona recently just uh, when page six um, 
you know, announce my radio show. Um, you know, she reached out and she was psyched about that. And she's the caller. She'll like, you start texting and she just starts calling you. And I'm like, ah, I'm with the kid and it's, ah, you know, um, but we, we always connect and she's great. Um, and Luann and I have lost a little touch. You know, I don't know if she'll ask me to perform with her again. I feel like she's in a, some sort of relationship now, but I feel like she got a little, you know, a little salty about me talking about it, but it's like, you guys brought it up first on the show. They blacked out my name. Of course it was going to create a storyline and we should have, no one is more chill about the whole thing than me. You know, I would have been a really good ally in the situation. There's fun synergies with music and stuff that we've done together. We've had a great time. We have great chemistry and um, believe me, you know, I've protected her, you know, and her secrets along the way. And um, I never meant any harm. Me reposting a couple of the articles or something like that never was meant to harm anyone. I mean, you know, it was never meant to be like, I don't know. I, I was just kind of like, this is fun. You know, look at look at all this. Look, shoot, everyone's talking about it. Um, you got me. Yeah, I don't know why it's saying that it's so. Um, so yeah, you know, I care about her. I'd love to be cool with her. I'm sure if we ran into each other, we would be. When we had dinner that night, it was like nothing had ever happened, and you know, we were basically like, "Let's do this." You know, she. They all need to kind of create scenarios and stories, and because this past season was still a lot in the quarantine world. You needed to sort of lock in who your kind of friends were going to be and guests. You know how this works better than I do. Yeah. So, um, but then all of a sudden she was like, yeah, we're not going to have guests and stuff. And I was like, all right, whatever. That's fine. You're the one that wanted to, to do that. Not me. So, um, I don't know. I haven't watched the season. I just saw something about Ramona. Um, she has some interesting perspective on uh, the social climate at times. And I think something like that came up in one of the shows. I don't know the new girl. Um, and you, uh, so. So when you say that two of the three were okay with your speaking here and posting all of the press that we got, you're basically saying Ramona and Tinsley were okay. And Luann wasn't overly thrilled at the moment. Yes, she wasn't psyched on that. But then we got over that real quick. We got over that real quick. Because you had the dinner after all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, beautiful place. I forget, on the Upper East Side, we were having truffles. She's like, give me those truffles. And we had well, a good time. We have a good, we have a good time together. And uh, she had just moved into a new apartment. And it wasn't really quite set up yet. So I did not get to see it. But... Um, <laughs> um, but we had a good time as always. Well, I, I know Luann very well. And I mean, now you're just making me feel like, thank God she never called me and was never upset. She was just on this show recently. So like, thank God I dodged that bullet. No, you know, again, like, look, I mean, obviously she's going to act differently with, with me. Um, so 
I have to be honest with you. One of the main reasons I'm able to be here five days a week as the host and executive producer of the Behind the Velvet Row podcast is because I get a good night's sleep. And I think if you talk to any entrepreneur, they will tell you that their ability to wake up, do business, and take on the world is based in a large part on the ability to get a good night's sleep. The reason I'm able to get a good night's sleep, you ask, it's because I chose Bowl & Branch Sheets. Bowl & Branch was formed by a husband and wife team that set out to give sleepers more choices for high-quality sheets at a fair price. And boy, did they ever accomplish that. What I love is the variety of colors. I chose the pewter mainly because it goes best with my apartment. The sheets are so elegant. They look and feel so sophisticated. Sophisticated, but the price is so reasonable. That's why I chose them. They're 100% organic cotton. They are made toxin free. And what I love is they get softer with every wash. Sheets that look high end, sophisticated and elegant, but are affordable, sign me up. And that is why I did sign up. These are the only sheets I will now use. And you guys need to check this out. So listen, you can try them worry free for 30 nights with free shipping and returns. To experience the best sheets you've ever felt, choose Bowling Branch. And because you're listening to this podcast, you get an exclusive 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code VELVET at BowlingBranch.com. That's Bowling Branch, B-O-L-L and B-R-A-N-C-H.com, promo code VELVET. But honestly, I think we, I think, I think she liked me and I liked her. And I think that there, you know, have been some sort of just missed connections and moments. Um, and I think maybe she was hoping that, um, you know, I didn't have as much history because it's hard for people to kind of get past that sometimes when like, you know, and she's been there and it's her show. It, it, she's an original and she's a star from the show and she wants to dictate what her storyline's going to be. You know, so I think there's a little of that. So if you didn't have this past with Ramona, which you do, do you think maybe it could have been between you and Luann? Yeah, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Luann is... We have insane, insane chemistry together. I and mean, she knows that. Don't you? Well, she'll, when she hears this, she'll yeah, weigh great. in on this. Oh boy. But I mean, Luann is drop dead gorgeous and is wonderful. I have to say out of the current cast, I mean, knowing them all, I put, I, I'm going to back Luann. I I agree with you. I think she's a total class act. Yeah. Uh, She's wonderful. And uh, again, like I told you, New York is actually quite small. Yes. These, these are the girls you, you meet out, you know, it's not, at all these events and these press events and little movie screenings and little openings of something. These are the girls that you meet because that's who comes out. So that's, yeah. that's who we, that's who you meet. And, and it's a small circle. It's a small, it's a small, you know, and, 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 and frankly, I'm just, I'm attracted to someone that, like I've said before, I'm attracted to girls like that, you know? And I, joked when I said cougar but I mean I don't even know what a cougar is anymore because that probably is just a girl my age now (laughs) so yeah basically like what you know 
thirties, forties, fifties, who knows? Um, so I just like a well, girl that is confident and has something going on, you know, with, in her life, you know, for sure. So that's what you like about Luann, other than the fact that there's insane chemistry and she's gorgeous. It's that she has. We, yeah. And she's, she's worldly and intelligent and, we have wonderful conversations and I think she's really talented. I, I love her show. Her cabaret is insane. It's so well done, you know, from a producer's perspective. Yeah. I don't think she's going to go out there and win American Idol, but she's got a well-crafted show that's got a beginning, middle and end. The audiences love it. The girls are there like drinking. She's got all of her sayings and all of her kind of hooks and a couple of her, you know, club songs are really hella catchy, you know? So um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And Ramona was like supposed to use my song on the show. And we went back and forth with the publishing and blah, blah, blah. And God, you know, I feel like they're always kind of like talking a little bit. So I'm like, sure, here, use the song, whatever. Well, when you sat down with Luann to have this dinner and you were going to come on the show, it was going to be this season, the one that filmed during COVID, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what I don't know, were, what, what's her story been like? What's her, what has she had? What's her, what's her vibe on the show? I haven't watched it yet. She's had some issues with Ebony, the new girl, and her story mm. is just, you know, like her continued sobriety and just living life. Well, what, what was your story yeah. going to be with her? Like when you guys sat down at this dinner and mapped it out, like what were you going to Just hanging out. Like we had a little, we have a little past, but we're friends, but maybe I could be your wingman. Uh, she, she used that and maybe um, we can, you know, go to events together and, you know, whatever. And maybe something happens, maybe something doesn't, you know, just, just basically what we, what we've done, you know, just be us, you know? Um, that would be funny. Yeah. And um, we always have a good time for sure. And, uh, you know, I don't drink. Uh, so I don't know. Um, is she drinking? I don't I don't know what's going on right now. I don't think so. I think Luann is truly I'm a little behind in the weeks of the episodes. But I mean, as far as I know, no. So you guys have that in common. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Maybe, maybe you'll call her after this chat. I have a feeling I might hear from a couple of them after this. It seems to be the, the way of the, uh, of the David. So um, we'll see. <laughs> well, that is sometimes why people come on. Now, <laughs> when Ramona called you or she just called you about your, your announcement of your radio show, what does Ramona say? I mean, do you, do you texted just- me? She texted me, but she like, we're the type she, I'll call her right now and she'll pick up, you know, like we're, she's like, what's up, what's up? And, um, oh, well, I'm, um, I'm in the Hamptons. I'm having a lunch. I'm setting it up. Everything is new. Well, this is the theme. This is the bat. And these people are coming and it's going to be great. And then I'm going to Florida and then I'm going to Aspen. And, you know, is that basically how she speaks? That or is what? 100. So I'm friends with a ex friend of Ramona's Elise who oh. was on last season and, I was in the Hamptons staying at Elise's like two weeks ago. And was we... Elise kind of on the show at one point? Yes, with the dark hair. She was on last year. Her and Ramona do not get along very well. Okay, you know, she's well, like dark black hair. 
There's a couple of those fringe ones. There's a girl that came back, I think, for this season that used to be a cast member, but now she's a friend of the cast this year. Heather Thompson. Oh, Heather. So Heather, I was at Ramona's. um... (laughs) Oh, when was that? (laughs) Uh, Um, I don't know. Probably at the beginning of the uh, filming of this year. And Heather was there. And uh, I guess they were shooting a scene and I was hanging back. Is this and in New York kind of, or in the Hamptons? In New York at, at her new place. And uh, um, Ramona and I just, we were, she was like, come up, we're going to catch up. Let's catch up. And they were breaking down. So they weren't even shooting. And then basically, uh, yeah, Heather's like, do I know you? Don't I know you? And uh, I was like, I don't know. Do you? Whatever. Um, and then Ramona's like, okay, Heather, it's time for you to leave now. <laughs> so we could catch up and hang out. And we were just like cranking up the song. She loves to like listen to music and hang out. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh, she wanted me to see the new place. It's beautiful. And, um, and yeah, that was probably, um, I don't know, just a few months ago, something like that. So are so we're you... All, we're friends. I can't tell you how much traveling I've been doing in the past few weeks and airports and airplanes are packed. People want to get away. Listen, if your dreams of that vacation or enjoying the fun of life are turning back into a reality for you, don't stress over the financial setbacks that can keep you from saying yes. Credit Karma is here to help you keep your financial goals in check so you won't have to hit pause on a good time. Credit Karma's game-changing technology shows you tailored offers for credit cards and personal loans that you're more likely to be approved for so you can apply with more confidence. They use your credit and other financial information to show you custom recommendations. Whether you want cash back, travel rewards, 
or to consolidate debt, Credit Karma can help you find the offers that fit your goals because your goals may not be the same as my goals. With a selection of options and approved odds, you have the power to make informed decisions. Credit Karma, apply with confidence and you will be on that beach enjoying that drink in no time. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast to learn more and find offers tailored just for you. That's creditkarma.com slash podcast. Or you can see your offers on the Credit Karma app. Apply with confidence today. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast or the Credit Karma app. Are you, do you regret though? Because you said, I mean, I asked you if you, you know, maybe could have been something with Luann if you didn't have this past with Ramona. So do you regret having a past with Ramona? No, 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 no. I think she's awesome. I think she belongs with her ex again, to be honest. I, I, I love that they can, she quarantined with him down in Florida. I feel like he's done a lot of growing. I feel like they're a nice family unit. They love their daughter. I feel like that that feels right. But she, I think she wants to, you know, I think that she's, she's, a, she's, you know, there's some things that she just can't get over with him. And, um, and it is what it is. I, I feel like he might be with someone else, but that's a little awkward considering that she like lives there sometimes uh, for weeks and weeks at a time. But I feel like, you know, when I see pictures of them, I'm like, they just look right. It feels right. I, w- I, I feel that that's the, that's the move for her. Maybe you should call him and try to push them back together. Uh, I don't think he wants to hear from me. I've done some bad things to his ex-wife and uh, <laughs> he don't want it. He don't want any part of that. But uh, um, no, we are, uh, we're cool. And um and their kid is doing a great job. She's, you know, um, really building an awesome resume for herself. She's done some great stuff and she's um, working for some new startup now. I think she was in, in investment banking and she's, uh, you know, I think of she works for Cameo. Uh, she did. Oh, she Cam- yeah, I, I think so. Oh, interesting. Okay, I don't yeah, know what she I does she for Cameo. In, uh, on some startups and stuff like that. And uh, well, maybe she helps her mom get better placement on Cameo because that's what it's all about. I don't have you. Do you know what smule is? S'mores or smule? <laughs> I swear there's like there's different ones every day. I am on Cameo and I ignore all the other ones, but I know people that go on all. Oh of my that. God. Yes. Yeah. So many people love to like be like, this is the new one. Your fans in China. No, but smule is um, it's S as in Sam, M as in Michael, U L E smule. Smule is not a Cameo app, it's a singing app. That oh. is, if anything, similar to TikTok, but it's strictly singing. It's strictly duets. Um, and I recently did a big collaboration with them and it blew up on their app, Smule. Uh, you have to check it out. It's huge all over Come the on. world. M- millions of, of users, billions of users, if, if, if you know. And um, so as a result, they did a feature with a, a few of my tunes, um, like Rock of Ages, type tunes um and i actually shot them at home like a long time ago a year and a half two years ago they find and and the tech on their app has gotten so much better and um they only just did a feature and it blew up like in a week there was like ten thousand 
unique videos that people wow. did with my song. So you can, so you do a song like More Than Words, which is a natural duet, you know, saying I love you. And then they come in with, is not the word, I, you know, and it's a split screen and it sounds pretty good. And in just a few days, like 10,000 unique, like duet videos came out. And wow. the only problem is they verify your account. I've gotten all of these spam and fake, you know, profiles on all my other social media. So people are like from Cameo to Facebook to, to, to Instagram. They're like, is this you? This person's trying to get me to buy a fan membership and i'm like you know see so that's why scammers. there's so many Fucking scams bullshit. it's bullshit man bullshit this podcast is sponsored by better help online therapy check out betterhelp.com slash velvet rogue listen life is full of stress it doesn't matter who you are or where you are life is stressful. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress level is high, like mine, your temper is shorter than usual, like mine, or even if you're starting to feel strained in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Unload the stress and get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased and who's not going to judge you or take sides. If there's stuff you can't tell your friends or family, this is the place to do it. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain for it. Try it out. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Behind the Velvet Rope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. That's B. E T T E R H E L P dot com slash velvet rope. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Before we move on to your radio show, because yeah. you mentioned you are going to maybe meet up with Tinsley when she is back in New York, are you shocked about Tinsley and Scott that Tinsley is a single woman? Um, She's such, you know, like in acting, we, we talk about head, heart, or groin. You know, it's like, is this character, do you take an approach? Is it a head kind of person, cerebral? Is it like a heart type of person? Or are they sort of led by their kind of groin? Tinsley really is a heart person. And I know that she ultimately, with all the ups and downs and all the fame, and whatnot and you know socialite page six the original kind of it girl and all of that and then her new life with the housewives thing um i i know that ultimately she just kind of wanted to be loved and she just wants a partnership i know that you know but it's it's hard to sort of completely break away from the spotlight and I feel like I don't know I don't know that guy 
but I think that he giving her an ultimatum like I don't want you to be on the show I want you to move to Colorado and just live with me while I have this big business and I don't know what you're gonna do but and I think that she just wanted that partnership so much that you know that's that's hard that's just really hard to do you know you want someone that wants you for you and that wants all of you wants someone that 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 respects your work and part of her work and her brands that are in Europe and in Asia still um is is for her to be out in the public eye and to make appearances and to work with you know um events and and such for her to be out there and it's not easy to keep it going for as long as she has for 20 plus years and she and she has you know um so i think that eventually will start to weigh on people and the quarantine certainly wasn't easy for for relationships and um so i i'm i just don't know him so i just i just know that about her that it's hard to just change people, you know? And I, I think that, you know, that probably was a conflict um, in their, in their dynamic, you know? So uh, it'd be ag- nice to see her. I hope that we get to hang out. Um, she's bouncing around. She's going to LA. She's going to be in New York for a few days, I believe next week. So I'm hoping to see her, but they're always out in the Hamptons. The Hamptons isn't really my thing. You it's know? not. Um, see, I love the Hamptons. Oh, it's gorgeous. I'm such a Hamptons girl. Yeah, I want, I'll be in the Hamptons like hanging out at someone's house. I don't need to be like waiting on lines or like yeah, trying to get into a place because I'm cooler than you. And to be like, it smashed into a place like the other night, you know, I read about something and I, I, I'm too old for that shit. You know, like you want me to like jump on your helicopter and like come and hang out at the house for the weekend and like yes. beat the traffic and like have a wonderful dinner and obviously you know that breeze coming off the water and the trees i mean that's 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 great dealing with like the sceniness is not so much for me honestly the jersey shore is so underrated i've been working a ton in atlantic city atlantic city has come like light years from what it was when i was a kid some of the new hotels and casinos but there's new restaurants popping up margate have you been to margate new jersey it looks like southampton i mean it's like they're mansions and restaurants that will knock your eyes out you know monmouth county asbury park couldn't be a cooler scene right now ocean grove you know bayhead you know you could take the ferry right to atlantic highlands um i think you know my friend sarah who's engaged to my manager jason um they just bought a place in Atlantic Highlands, I believe, and, you know, um, a little kind of getaway. And, um, you know, Jersey Shore is where it's at. It's not Snooky. It's not that. You know, Sno- that, that's a fun show and all, but they're characters, you know. Totally. Be- even Belmar and those shore points that were kind of known for, like, the fist pumping. <laughs> sure, there's, there's always going to be a little of that. But there's some high-end, beautiful stuff and really just post Sandy, um, the, the huge storm now, what, 10 years ago, the shore has come back like tenfold, 10,000 fold. 
And I, I'm way more into being down there. Even Red Bank. It's chiller. It's more relaxed. It's like not quite all the way down the shore. Just chill, man. I'm, I'm, I'm whatever. I get it. Well, we're going to talk about your radio show, but two, these are my final questions. So you don't know Ebony or Leah, right? You've never met Ebony or Leah? The two no, guys. but Leah, Leah's um, super hot, super hot. I don't know her though. I know that she's close with Tinsley though. So um, yeah, I don't really know much about her. I follow her socials and I, I'm like, she seems pretty great. I, I don't know. What's her character? Is she... I'm thinking, she, uh, well, you might be a really good match for Leah. Actually, um, it's funny. Uh, um, Leanne brought that up at one point. That, that's kind of funny, but, um, but you know, who knows? Did, I can't, I, I can't, I can't hang out with all of them, David. I can't, you know. Did, did Leanne bring that up about like, as you were guys were going like, to be maybe each Leah. Yeah, she's like, maybe Leah is good for you. Hmm, maybe, hmm, but maybe not. I don't know. I mean, you already have the history with this one and that one. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, I could see you and Leah, you guys are around the same age. She has like, you know, she would be into your career. Like she has that edge. She is like a clothing line. I- I'm, I'm seeing this really, actually. Holler at me. Seriously. Really, it's really attractive. I was like, wow, she's, she's hot. Let's put that out into the, well, you know, when you have dinner with Tinsley, I mean, that is your in right there. That is. They're really close. She won't like that. Aren't they really close? Well, you could ask Tinsley, Hey, permission. I need permission. Permission. Yeah. 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 Let's see. And have you heard from the icon that is Dale Mercer now that Tinsley is single saying, Hey, Constantine. I reached out to her when I heard about the news and I said, look, you know, I love you guys. I'm all about, you know, supporting you and anything she needs. Tell her to call me. Um, I think I joked about, um, oh, well, well, you know, we'll, we'll make him real jealous. You know, we'll have a lunch and take a picture or something. I was joking around like that. And she's like, you're the best. And she's even like, because one thing that came from all of that press, I think a lot of people like enjoyed it, but there was a lot of hateful stuff, you know, comments written about me too. Like, ew, he's gross and this, that, and the other. And it's like, okay, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, digging up terrible things written about me in the past or whatever, but that's, that's par for the course, right? That's just part of the game. Um, and, and, uh, Dale often would like defend me with a post or something. Um, but I reached out and, um, and then, uh, you know, I think, I think Tinsley needed some time to sort of process all of that. And, uh, so we connected again recently and, uh, I'm hoping, I hope I get to see her, you know, and, you know, away from paparazzi away from any of that. So. I hope so, too. So tell me about this new radio show at, it's at WABC, right? WABC, you know, I mean, legendary call letters, actually the biggest radio station in the country. Um, their engagement is still just um, 
bigger than anyone else's, wider than anyone else's, um, 50,000 watts, um, streaming on WABCradio.com, uh, WABCmusicradio.com. There's an app, uh, 77 WABC. You can find that, you know, in your app store. Um, super excited. John Katsimatidis, you know, huge Greek billionaire mogul from the Gristides um, franchise. He and Margo, his wife, have been dear friends. And we've done a lot of sort of sort of philanthropic uh, work over the years, you know, whether in the Greek community or elsewhere. And, you know, he acquired um, the radio station and is actually really building up his Red Apple Media Group um, to some legendary status right now. They're acquiring other, you know, stations and whatnot. So. Uh, we connected um, at an event and I hit it off with his, uh, the president of, of the uh, station and the program director and we put our heads together and we created this show because Saturday Night Rocks, you know, um, definitely they've been leaning into conservative talk radio for many years, certainly with the last administration and all the sort of, um, you know, uh, the climate that that um, created, um, very polarizing, you know, one yeah. side or the other. And I feel like they definitely want to get back to some fun programming, music, um, pop culture, entertainment. Um, they definitely have their staple shows, you know, that they that they have on the on the network but i'm going to be sprinkling a lot of entertainment reporting all over the schedule bernie and sid is their staple morning show the biggest morning show in the country i'm going to be coming on a couple times a week to do my broadway blitz entertainment reporting you know hang out talk about pop culture and a lot of stuff but saturdays are my show you know 5 p.m eastern to 6 p.m eastern the soundtrack of my life for sure Everything from the Rock of Ages world, mid to late 80s, but also 90s. We're going to have, you know, a different theme each week, um, whether it's an icon week like Madonna, Bruce Springsteen, Michael Jackson, you know, Prince, Cindy Lauper, those legends, those giants that I grew up with on MTV, um, you know, those kinds of songs and programming, um, whether it's 90s, you know, one hit wonders, whether it's yacht rock. Um, we're going to have some flashback moments with our stonewashed benchmark in each show. Um, the first one in, in, in our premiere show on July 10th will be um, a throwback with Foghat's uh, <laughs> classic. Wow. Um, yeah, so there's some fun stuff like that. And, you know, we're going to have some fun drops in the show uh, from movies, one-liners in movies. And we have a lot of guests uh, that we're talking to from, you know, Dee Snyder, Debbie Gibson, Ryan Cabrera, you know, people like Jason Robert Brown, you know, hopefully I'll have the Grandes on, you know, David Bryan from Bon Jovi, maybe some of our housewives, maybe you can come on and do some fun, you know, tea. And, uh, and I'm not you know, just so Bravo really hoping... and housewives, just so you know. Uh, oh, exactly. That's what I, I mean. I you know? do it so all. I know you do. And I think that you know, the idea would be to simulcast the show, to stream the show and really build up some of the long form stuff, you know, have in studio. John rebuilt WABC. It looks like Sirius XM up there now. Wow. I mean, it looks like it looks 
it's state of the art. They have a big open jam room that's set up with the cameras. Like we can have in-studio performances. We can have guests, you know, so it's, it's limitless, you know? So, you know, it, it's happening all really fast and you know how it is, man. It's all about that ad revenue. So we're hoping, you know, we're talking to some big brands about uh, aligning on the show from Smule to, you know, and pizza, um, my buddy, Michael Astoria, super woke, you know, CEO, great guy, great friend of mine. He's out there fighting for, you know, fair wages at, you know, fast food um, and quality fast food, you know, and pizza, one of the most exciting brands um, out there right now. Um, you know, so we're talking to some really cool people from, you know, uh, the Tao group, you know, a lot of my friends there, the alignment they have with MSG with um, Mohegan Sun, with all their restaurants, with Vegas. So I really am hoping to do some truly exciting stuff with this show, but really it's a music show. You know, we're getting back to music. I grew up with WABC. Yeah, my father would play Bob Grant. I don't know if you know who that is, but he was the original talk show host. This guy would be on for eight hours a day and he could bullshit about anything. Huh. And definitely le leaned on the conservative side and said some wild shit over the years. Um, but he had a massive audience, huge influence of Howard Stearns. And, you know, obviously Rush Limbaugh, not my guy, but there would be no kind of Rush Limbaugh or, or you know, talk show hosts like that, talking heads like that without Bob Grant. So my father would have it playing in the, in the garage and we'd be working on the cars. And then they would go to pop radio. You know, I would go to WABC to listen to all my pop radio when I was a kid before they were all of the big FM stations that we know today, like Z100. So um, I'm hoping to bring that back, you know, and I, I think we're on the, the precipice of like a radio renaissance. I, there were some hate comments like, oh, so relevant, oh, radio. And it's like, that's the most ignorant thing I've ever heard. Radio is still insanely important. And yeah. what the hell? You think that most people are like turning on their car and like putting on their, their Spotify? Yeah. Most people are turning on and listening to the first music station that comes on. So um, so we're hoping to rock that. And uh, I'm excited. Please tune in. You know, the show is going to be streaming all over the world. And you can, you know, check out my social media. I'm obviously going to be promoting the show a bunch. And we're really excited. So thank you. Thank you for that. And, uh, you know, page six, you know, dropped a great item on it. And that usually means it's pretty relevant, right? Listen, you were on page six and got Ramona to text you. I mean, this is all good. <laughs> That's true. Right? Now, and the question is, would Ramona know about this if it wasn't on page six? Other than, you know, it, <laughs> she will eventually, but I love how that's probably where she saw it. I'm usually calling her when I see her items on page six. I'm like, uh-oh. She's like, what'd they say? And But I didn't about this past thing because, you know, we definitely have different point of views when it comes to like a lot of the social stuff that's going on out there. And she's pretty, you know, dug in on her, her vibes. And do, um, do you have a yeah. preference between the 80s or 90s? Wow. As far as music? I mean, I, I do, but I'm just There's, curious if you, you do. know, obviously my correlation with Rock of Ages, you know, really has me kind of, um, you know, synonymous with an 80s soundtrack. And that's definitely my youth MTV and all that. But there's something about those 90s one hit wonders, that production, um, 
the songwriting, you know, it still had sounded like even the pop songs sounded like a band, you know, that's huge um, to me. So we're going to be playing a little of everything and, you know, come see my band, the frequency, Constantine and the frequency. You can go on Facebook, Constantine and the frequency on Facebook. We're trying to build that page up. Um, because we play a lot of that. I have a great girl, Megan Laflamme in the band, and we play a lot of that, like Alanis, you know, Four Non Blondes, stuff like, I like that. that. In the, in, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. And of course, Foreigner's Journey, you want to hear the hits from Journey and Foreigner, done, uh, uh, you know, and let's face it, most of those bands, they call them Heritage Acts. Most of them are kind of tribute acts of themselves anyhow. There's no original members really left in the bands, so... Um, so we basically are out there doing those shows as well. So it's a lot of fun. Everything's on my, on my website. There's tons of fun stuff. And I love to talk about the housewives and all of that. And look, I hope I don't catch a bunch of shit for, for having a, a fresh cup of coffee and talking all the tea, but I you were honest. Fun, and listen, I, I just had some music. You should do eighties one hit wonders. Like I just had Tony Basil on this show. Remember Mickey? What song is that? Hey, Mickey. Remember, hey, Mickey. Oh, my so God. And she was, was just it, on what? this show. She did Shopping I, A to Z. Video, and, yeah, she, it was the was cheerleading sick. video. Oh, my God. Because remember, that was like, I'm like, that comes out. I'm like, starting and, to have my first thoughts, if you know what I mean. And I'm like, so really. Wasn't that Wasn't that a cover? I only learned that yes. later, that that was actually a cover that she made a hit for herself. I forgot who did the original, but she added like the, the, the Hey, she, I think she added like the Hey Mickey, you're so fine. I literally just interviewed her, so I should know the answer to this, but it's definitely a cover, but I think she added the Hey Mickey. Well, yes, yeah, that definitely was, a cover. I love the one, eight, one hit wonders. Um, like you know, One Night in Bangkok and Rock Me Amadeus, like all those that's one from, hit. That's from Chess. One, one Night in Bangkok. Yeah. That's from that's, the musical Chess. So of course, one night in Bangkok and the world, yeah. That's why, like that, the '80s music, some of it is like so brilliant and just makes no sense. You're like these lyrics make no sense, like "Rock Me on a Day," like all that shit, and you're like, but it's so good. It's so good. Oh yeah. Oh, I we, love it all. We just had like yeah. I just had Tiffany on here and UB40. We've gotten so we got some and UB40. UB40 well, red red wine. Here's the thing, like UB40, you think like okay, like I guess I'm gonna you know like I'll, I'll interview them. Maybe not like my favorite ever. I start doing the research. I'm like UB40 has sold is selling out currently like stadiums like Madison Square Garden overseas like today. It, oh, I'm sure. I'm like I'm I had sure. no idea. Yeah, they've been around a long time. They and. See, the funny thing is a lot of those bands had like that one hit, but they usually were more of like a cready underground kind of act, you know, like, you know, a band like The Cure obviously went mainstream, but they were always sort of like an underground club act. And then he just started writing the hits and they became like a stadium act both here and all throughout Europe. But there are a lot of those acts that touched, touched the mainstream, but then kind of went back into the underground but play festivals with like a hundred thousand people wild shit tiffany i've i've met a few times and um maybe we'll have her on the show too i know she's out there doing tour dates she is um and yeah, she has and new I stuff la- oh cool cool yeah i last saw her um when i was playing the whiskey a go-go with with steven adler from guns and roses another psychopath um 
and uh, and we ran into each other real quick. It was like insanely packed to the place. Of course, my landline is going off. Um, and um, off. Tiffany's a good one to have. Yeah, I love her. I love her. And Debbie, Debbie's Debbie's having a huge resurgence right now. She's doing a couple of movies. She's doing something with the Backstreet Boys, I believe. She's got a Vegas with um, what's his name from Backstreet? No, from Oh, from really? She has a Vegas thing. I I, I didn't. She's know got she a, had Vegas a Vegas thing, thing with with the good-looking Boston kid, um, Donnie Wahlberg. Joey. No, Joey. Oh, Joey McIntyre. Joey McIntyre and her are doing some Vegas dates oh, together. I had no and, idea. Yeah, she's got all, and she was judging like a show, and like she's she works, man. She hustles. She's still writing. She got a new album. Love me some Debbie Gibson. We used to kind of hang out too. So, and I think she's kind of eluded that she's single now. So, may have to um, we might have to have um, a dinner ourselves. Has that well? She's a nice Long Island girl, local man. Oh, oh yeah, we 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 had we had a we we had a moment back in the day. So she's what do you mean? Nice what do you mean girl. by a moment? I think it was well documented that we were oh. kind of hanging out. Yeah, back in the back in like two thousand six. <laughs> and Debbie has kept herself just she's she's keeping it together. Let me tell you. Yeah, she looks real good, but she she's not like a. You know, she never got into like drinking or drugs or anything like that. And and she never, you know, she didn't have children. And, um, you know, believe me, that can, having children can age you very much. So I, I understand that. And that's possibly why I don't have children. <laughs> Do you have like a favorite from the 80s or 90s? Oh, God. Um, see Constantine there's other things I talk about besides housewives no like the Kim Basinger type of actor uh, or she, just like music like who's your oh, who's your music, music? Yeah. yeah like for me well, it's like you know, Madonna and Prince that was and, oh. and Blondie which is 70s into 80s like Debbie Harry oh. Madonna and Prince that's it like those oh. are the top three all of that 400% 400% I saw I got to see Prince um, do you remember about Yes. And 10, 12 years ago, he was popping up doing some private shows and he would play like the Hollywood Roosevelt. And that one I was, I was like in the scene, like out and about. And I knew all the kind of right kind of club promoters and all the right Roosevelt type people and stuff like that. And uh, I got to go and I brought a girlfriend from high school who was in LA. We were just friends, Megan, uh, my girl, Megan Tropea. And last minute, and it was one of those like, get here in the next 20 minutes at like 3 a.m or you won't be able to get in and like we saw him in like the ballroom at the hollywood roosevelt with like 70 other people only he marched in a new orleans marching band okay and they kind of came in with all you know like a stomp sort of style thing and they would step in and all this and then he and they take the stage and he comes out and he played everything, every song. He played every fucking instrument. Mm-hmm. He'd never sounded better. He played bass. He played drums. He was playing trombone, ripping guitar. Like I've never heard anyone rip guitar. And thereafter, because like, he wouldn't always show off that he was a killer guitar player, right? Um, and it was like thereafter that he was like, you know, I want to show motherfuckers that I can jam, you know? And like, there's that famous viral video of him doing 
uh, guitar gently weeps with like Eric Clapton and all them. And then he throws the fucking guitar and walks off stage. Sickest, sickest artist ever. I agree. Like, I don't care if you're a fan or not. Like, I think, I mean, at least in our, from us being born to dying, I think number one musical genius, like without, there's no, well, he like, you know, the story, like the first thing that he brought to Warner Brothers, like whoever was in charge was like, what's this band? And whoever was like, no, this is one person. And they were like, no, this is a band. Like who's playing? And they're like, no, that's one man playing every instrument. And they're like, how's that possible? And He's, then, the, you know, you the should go to Paisley Park if the... you've never been to Paisley Park, if I you're haven't. ever in Michigan, like you walk in and there's really no surprises, but like you walk in, you're like, yeah, but obviously this is how Prince lived. Like it's, you're not surprised, but it's still so interesting just to like see it and be like, yeah, it's exactly oh, what you're probably picturing is what it is. There's like so many colors. Yes. It's mostly purple, but it's I like insane. the club. I've First Avenue club. is great. First, First Avenue, Avenue is great. It's a great so place. Sick. I actually have a great time in Minneapolis, in the Twin Cities in general. Um, St. Paul is cool. There's a great theater there, the Orway Center I've played. Um, in fact, oh, I can't even say that. Uh, there was a what funny, funny, well, I mean, uh, you know, okay, so, oh, God. And it gives me the creeps each time. She'd be so mad if I said this because she's such an animal lover and it broke her heart and she was not the same thereafter. We're, um, we're playing St. Paul on American Idol tour. We're staying in this fancy hotel I've stayed in since many times. I forget the name of it. Um, you know, five star, like insane. And we're walking out the front, Carrie Underwood and I. And it's one of those like red carpet with like the fancy doorman and like, you know, the brass the brass, um, 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 what do they call it? Like luggage racks and all of that. And gorgeous summer day. And we're walking out to like, get to like our van to go to like a sound check or something. And we're all casual. And a little bird came like, what are those little kind of pikes? You know, those, a little bird came. And as I was chit-chatting with Carrie, as we're walking out, came, landed, and she stepped on it right at the time it landed and stepped on it and it was like oh my god oh my god it it was just like the most freakish thing that could ever happen to someone like as the bird landed like she just kind of stepped on it and it was like I was like oh my god and she was she she was hysterical she was hysterical and and I, I was like oh my god I can't believe that just happened and of course that she's like this vegetarian she's like animal you know and um it was just and I just remember the doorman being like, Ugh. and he just put the luggage rack like right over the bird because the bird was a little was pretty fucked up after that. And I just I just remember that happening. And she would kill me for telling that story because that's probably what will come out of this interview. Uh, Carrie Underwood kills a bird in 2005 summer tour. But uh, it was just one of those like freakish things that happened. I mean, this is the girl that like won the Ford Mustang and like had the seats swapped out because they were like leather seats and had the you know vinyl ones put in instead. Um, and she's been a huge advocate for animal rights and all of that, but it was just one of those freakish things that happened that was um, a total accident. I just will never forget like walking out that hotel. We we're like, yeah, so sound check. Oh, whoa, what just happened? And it was just one of those like dumb little birds that came like and flew in and just you just kind of half step on it. But 
it's enough to, you know, do a so little damage. So on Monday when I interviewed Carrie Underwood, should I bring this up? <laughs> She's not going to like that. She's like, I fucking hate him. Well, I'm not interviewing her on Monday I've just never, yet, but. I've never, like, I mean, all the drama and backstage and everything, I've never brought one story up because I love and respect her too much. But that just kind of popped up when we talked about St. Paul and Prince. And um, there you have it. That was a freakish, weird incident that happened. It's uh, my fault. We well, it is. Anytime you want me to come on, I love talking about the goss. If you need any updates on the goss, I am up on the goss. Before we go, and we will wrap up, yeah. what do you think? Because 80s and 90s is my jam. I could talk about it all day. Best two eras of music. I think the 80s is the best. That's just my opinion. Do you, What do you think of new music? I mean, I have my own opinions, but like, do you like any new music? And what's going on in the music scene today? I think... A great song is a great song in whatever era. A hook is a hook. If you can create a hook and you create that ear candy and that that sonic sort of, you know, place you can reach and connect with people, you've done your job. I mean, how do you not like, like I said, I like Ariana's hits. I like you know, Post Malone. I like those hits. I like the Machine Gun Kelly song. I like Ed Sheeran. How do you not like that stuff? I love Casey Musgraves. Um, and, you know, I think there's some really good stuff at pop radio, sure. Um, and the mumble rap stuff, I get why it's so hooky. And, you know, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a gamer. I'm a video game player, you know, and I play, but I mainly play just Madden and the sports game. So they are always updating with like new kind of hip hop and rap and stuff. And it's so catchy, but. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. When I think of like 80s and 90s and the other decades, you know, those songs will be relevant forever. Those kinds of well-written, well-crafted songs. Like, I don't know if a song that she hit me up in the DM or whatever it is, is going to be a song I'm going to think about ever again, you know, down the road. So it's in the now it's very now everything is so disposable right now. You know, we're swiping, we're swiping, you know, we're liking, we're over someone one day, we're on to the next celebrity the next day, you know, we've become so finicky and, and everything's become so disposable and it's a bummer because there are no like giants anymore. Um, yeah, I loved the early two thousands uh, New York scene when the Strokes were still underground. Like Kings of Leon were coming up and playing bars and club dates. No one knew who they were. Jet was in town. They hadn't blown up yet. Yeah, yeah, yes. This band, um, the Elephant, are called Elephant, um, and like you know the Vines. 
and all these cool bands, Franz Ferdinand and shit, like that's over. Like there's no bands anymore. I want to go see bands. I like what Greta Von Fleet are doing. And it's cool that they sound like Led Zeppelin and all that. I think we've gravitated towards them because it's like, we just want to see bands again. You know, I, I, I don't like, and even Maroon 5, like um, my sister-in-law works with them. You know, she's been with Adam for like, geez, probably like two decades now. I like everything they do because he just, he just knows how to write a pop song, right? It's just hooky, hooky. But I still love their first album because it sounds like a band. And it's like, I like the like, earlier Maroon 5 myself. You yes. know, it just sounds like a band, you know, and I love that. And I like, you know, Gavin DeGraw, good buddy. I like, you know, the early stuff because it just sounds like, -na 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 -na. it sounds like a band, you know? So I, I love that stuff. But, um, but I like, you know, how do you, the weekend is sick, you know, I, 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 it's 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 hits man so i like hits um but you know we've gotten away from like making an album and having a concept and having a beginning middle and end and that's yeah. cool maybe we'll get back to you're starting to hear more guitars right guitars kind of back a bit kind but of. um a little bit right but it's like and then yeah, you look at like well, no i mean i agree i say to myself like do we love the 80s and 90s? Because that's like what we grew up with. Or is it just objectively, no, that's just better music. Like, you know what I mean? Like I say the same thing you said. I don't think there's any superstars. Like I don't see the Prince, the Madonna, the Cindy, like 30 years yeah, ago. Cindy, I, I mean, I don't, Cindy, Cindy's amazing. Well. Cindy's amazing. Yeah, Talk I'm, about I'm a hoping voice. to have her on the show. Oh my God. And she could still wail. And bummer, she had that one performance like they did something over quarantine like her and billy porter they in were times i think it was, it was it was for new year's i think and they clearly couldn't fucking hear each other like her track was all off like people don't realize like how that is you know like if you're if the track is off in your ear and you have to pull your ear out and you can't hear what's happening like you're of course you're gonna sing off key and out of rhythm and it's gonna sound crazy and people are like oh my god the hateful comments that people we're writing it's like you fucking wish you could ever be cindy lopper ever ever ever, ever. i mean in like her fourth decade like she writes a giant hit musical from scratch you know like she's you know come on so is writing um, another one or at least she was working on working girl the music oh wow i, love I don't that know movie. that's a great that's a great idea i think she's doing it with hard like i don't know with what happened but it was maybe in the infant stages at the beginning. Oh, of I'm sure I could see that. I could see that. And yeah, like, has, who has uh, a fourth act? Like Cindy, like you never yeah. need to perform again, honey. Like just write those Broadway yeah. musicals and just stay home and relax. Oh. And it's like true colors. Hello. She wrote the song. It's like, hello. You know, I mean, She's what, what's a better song than that? So, and I always, what I want to ask her is about Captain Lou Albano from her video. Um, of course, girls just want to have fun. Like, what, how did that come about? Like, how did they cast Captain Lou Albano? Of course, a wrestling. She was you know, into all of that. She like icon. hung out with like Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Like she was in that scene. I she think was. before she got famous, and then she just. I, I mean, I think which. Well, it's funny. It's funny how like you know even Muhammad Ali famously 
kind of created his persona by watching old like 40s and 50s wrestling people like pretty pretty ricky and all this like these guys would come and they would flaunt and they would talk shit and he's like i need to start doing stuff like that like they they were like the original kind of performance artists you know wrestlers so yeah. in a way i could see and the height of wrestling in the hulk hogan era of the 80s i could see cindy kind of like being like yo these guys know where it's at and like if she would dye her hair and act a little crazy maybe it would help get her songs out there so i could see that happening but captain lou albano would would literally uh-huh. pin rubber bands to his face like who does that like what is the, like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do i'm gonna put like clothes pins or, or what do they call it um safety pin rubber bands to my face yeah so I wanted to always get into that shit with her. So well, the day you have her on, I'll just sit quietly in the corner. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, that would be awesome. We have tried Billy, to have Billy, her on Billy's here at my the show. Old school. Billy Porter, you know, um, obviously massive moment now, like in his early fifties. Like, I mean, who who becomes a mega star then? Um, but to me, he's been as big as he is now for thirty years. I met him in the late nineties. We did a production of Jesus Christ Superstar together, you know, when I was like, you know, I don't even know, 21 or something. And um, he had already been on Broadway. He had done, he had a record out. Love, Love is on the way. One of his early songs was in um, like the first wives club or something like that. And he had done some stuff. And he was like my mentor. He was like my idol, man. And huh. he could sing like a motherfucker back then. He was like, he did Jesus then. It was an amazing production of Jesus Christ Superstar where uh, Gordon Greenberg, who I later did a big production of Superstar with just a few years ago at the Muni, a uh, similar concept where it was basically like black Jesus, black apostles, like set in like, you know, South Africa during like, apartheid and you know pilot was sort of like this you know african kind of uh, character and christ was more of like a mandela figure and very cool shit and i was just like in the ensemble like understudying judas and stuff but billy just watching him work then you know and to see him finally like i don't know reach the success level um it's amazing and uh and his story is incredible. He's overcome so much. And his, you know, now his, his story with, um, with HIV and, you know, living, you know, a beautiful life with, with his husband. And I just, I love him so much. And Pose I, I, was literally, I don't know if you watched all of Pose, but it was like phenomenal. Right. And uh, I, I've seen, I've seen some of it and I, I'm, I'm psyched that it's now on, uh, on the streaming services so I can like finally sit and watch it. And um you know, what's her name? I know from the rent world. Um, who's the gal that played opposite him? Uh, trans actor. Um, MJ Rodriguez. MJ Rodriguez. I've known through like rent over the years and uh, amazing. some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So for her to get like a platform and to be giving you like the acting you know that was sick that was sick. and i've met mj rodriguez like talk about nice like one of the nicest i've like multiple times i've met her right. like beyond yeah. beyond like talk about someone whose fame has not changed 
at all. That's awesome. Where can everyone find you, Constantine? <laughs> I mean, I, well, I, I, I could talk to you all day, but you know. I know, I know, I know. You'll come um, back on. I mean, like, I, yeah. I could talk music all day. I mean, like, this is, you know. I love it. Where can everyone I appreciate you. you. I, appreciate, I appreciate your time, for sure. I appreciate um, your I'm, time. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll cut this up in some, uh, in some ways. Um, but of course, uh, at Constantine Maroulis on Instagram, that seems to be the fun thing. Constantine M on Twitter. ConstantineMaroulis.com for all the tour dates and information. All the other socials are on there. Constantine M official on the Facebook. So I'm pretty much, um, you know, you punch in Constantine. I'm probably the first thing that pops up, but check me out on Smule. That's kind of fun. If you want to duet with me and go at it and see what you got. Um, And uh, it's funny. The haters even find you on there too, but obviously, um, Every Saturday uh, for the foreseeable future, WABC 77, Music Radio, WABC uh, in New York. You can find me, Cuz uh, Saturdays Rock, my new radio show, uh, right there in New York City, but worldwide, streaming all over the place. And uh, I hope you tune in for the radio show. It's a lot of fun. 80s and 90s, man. So I'm going to be tuning yeah. in. Everybody yeah. should tune in. Keep in touch. You will come back anytime. Reach out. Thank you for your time. You're the best, David. Thank you so much. And thank you for all the listeners. Don't hate me too much. Nobody hates you here. (laughs) Keep in touch. All right, Poppy. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.